right, I'm pushing the button then. Yay! Roll it. the button but I'm never really actually ready <laughs> I yeah. make sure everyone else is <laughs> we know oh do you people have noticed at this point is that the we or the royal we of Mrs. Ryan and Mrs. Ryan however you want to take it. <laughs> oh I, I don't want to take it uh hi welcome back Mrs. Ryan how you doing great holy smokes welcome back to the old late night playset. good evening good evening let's see hello hello good evening Tyler Good evening, Mrs. Ryan. Good evening to you at home. Tonight is Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. It's 3-3-2020. Oh, boy, yes. is that anything? Whenever these numbers line up, I uh, like to Matching check Matching numbers are a big deal, and Mercury is in retrograde, but it comes out of retrograde the same day as something cold, Pluto or Saturn. All right. Retrograde is bad. Of... We all want that out of retrograde, right? Generally, is that what it, it is? It's a... It's stereotypically, but it's really just a reevaluation of things. So if you're not paying attention, things will go wrong because you're not paying attention. But if you slow down and pay attention, it's, it's, so it's every day. It's one of. It's just a time where you should be. You, yeah, I see. Well, I see what you're saying. I see why you said religious there. I never heard of that before. I've done a lot of reading on that part of it, like to make it more positive. Like there's a lot of writings out there that astrology is typically relatively negative, like they, it points out bad things that are happening, when you can really look at things as like, this is life, and it's just a cycle. And bad things are always happening. Good things are always happening. Bad things are always happening. Right. So It's, it's sort of the soup that is life, right? Yes, and new astrology uh, is taking that into account. And like you can look at it however you want. This is what this kind of means. Hmm. All right. Well, 3-3-2020, everybody. All right, and tonight, uh, my name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans. And uh, welcome back to the old late night playset, as I said before. Our guest this evening is a friend of ours. We met up at Breakfast Club. Uh, a friend of Sean Lindauer's. And uh, you're really, really interesting um, in your own regard. And there's things about every time I meet him or every time I see him, uh, I tend to find something out new, and it tends to be more interesting. It trumps the last interesting thing that I Same. that I thought uh, made him interesting. So uh, Tyler Carl is here this evening. We're going to get to know him in just a little bit. Uh, but m before that, Mrs. Ryan, it's the post-lit show hangover show. Recap. There was so much that we did, and that happened. We, we weren't here yesterday, and that was our, uh, our down day, but that was the first day we didn't do anything since we were here. We, uh, we left you on Wednesday of last week, right? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Ryan, what have we been up to since Wednesday of last week? Oh, my God. Everyone had open houses. I remember Benton's and Lorena and... Uh... All right, so let's do the play-by-play instead of a list. <laughs> uh, we left you all on Wednesday, and we were all excited about the lit weekend. In fact, we didn't do a show Thursday, which we usually do because everyone's in town. It's very easy to get guests. Um, the last couple of years, we'd been doing this show and doing those open houses, and we had not gone to all of the open houses that Mrs. Ryan just mentioned. So we decided to do that this year. We uh, decided to go dark and uh, get out there in the sunshine. And um, you're right. Where do we start? We started with uh, Esposito on Thursday morning. 
Lorena and everybody Sierra over Madre. there. Well, hang on. Then we went over to TLG. Right. And uh, saw everybody over there, said hello. Then we uh, went over to Sierra Madre, which was awesome. They Good had job. the Good. whole street shut down for several blocks, or at least a couple blocks, long blocks. Uh, lined the street with Porsches, stall parking, lined, lined. It looked awesome. Awesome cars, awesome people, uh, the food, the people, uh, the, the, the hospitality. There were free mugs everywhere <laughs> with the golden ticket on it, which was awesome. Eric yeah. Williams' car. Um, and just in general, uh, it was a great, great time. And I think we went to go – we were planning on going for about an hour. Was that, was that the plan, I think? And, and then yes. – uh, we ended up staying for five hours. <laughs> Oopsie <baby. laughs> There's a video we're going to play in a little bit uh, that includes a lot of this stuff. But uh, that was just day one. And then Friday morning, I feel like there was something that night. And then Friday morning, we uh, woke up bright and early for Breakfast Club, of course. And that was a hell of a show because uh, the turnout was just massive. And, yeah. it was a, and it was a constant turnover, which was so cool because people, oh, I got to go, I got to go because everybody's, you know, on the move a for lot all of the open houses. added it to their dossier of things to do. It's so awesome. But because of the people having all the different things to do, it ended up being, oh, I can only stay for 45 or some people didn't even have breakfast or anything. Uh, they just came up for the drive, said hello to the little you know, parking lot for 15 minutes and then took off. Um, so, But because of that, it was the parking lot was never full, full, like Newcomb's gets full. I mean, there was probably 30, 40 cars there at any given time. But uh, um, the, the, when you see the videos, they're constantly just <laughs> up, up, down, up, down. <laughs> Really, really fun, and uh, uh, and the the Koenigsegg uh, uh, nine six two oh, was there, yeah. which was super super cool. <laughs> yeah, to see that you missed that. You, that's right, you weren't here this time. Oh, he's one of the ones that's benefiting from us being here and doing a bunch of shit because he wasn't in town. All right, I, I, oh, because you'll get to see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. All right, then what do we do? Oh, oh, and then so normally Breakfast Club is what we do on Friday because it kind of takes it out of you, uh, the drive and then all of the socializing um, and then <laughs> right back, having to hold the, going to the bathroom the whole bit. However, this time we stopped at the bottom of the hill for the bathroom. We then hit the road down south Wait, and we stopped the, for a bathroom again somewhere on the way. I recall that and some gas. Uh, but we went down to Auto Kennel, which was absolutely amazing. The Ed bought pizza for everybody and that was lovely uh saw some 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 people we hadn't seen in ages there it was so great no time for names but god it was really really fun and uh from there we we the group started to <laughs> the snowball effect happened. Amassed, yeah. and i think um i don't know who picked up who but somehow the carpool began with uh, uh tom ridings and lisa taylor and the ryans and um I f- and solomon braun and uh, I feel like we picked up a few along the way. But then we started to period correct <laughs> for yeah, a bit. Yeah. A couple hours there, hanging out with Stephen Villagrosa. 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 Stephen. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, 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 and then we went uh, to the Fete de la Resistance for the evening was the Benton Performance Grand Reopening. They burnt down. They rebuilt. And that was the night that they showed everybody. Uh, and what a party it was. Everybody was there. Gorgeous. Everybody was there. That was one of the nights all of the parties and open houses funneled down to Benton Performance. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice to see so many people loving on John and uh, his wife. like <laughs> Brenda. Brenda, sorry. You said almost a joy, B-Joy. Yeah, yeah B-Joy. 
it's such a good part of the community and like that is where you end up in those nights it's that's what ben's about it was so great oh shoot god i was supposed to be wearing this this whole time anyway and then symbolizing the the end of all of this i've realized (laughs) don't you hate that you put the thing on uh symbolizing the end of the lit week i'm going to cut my stuff off so symbolically here on the show there we go and i'll remove all of these as if i had been wearing that the whole time There we go. All right. Um, <laughs> what do we do after that? Let's see. That was only two days in. Then Saturday. <laughs> You've already got it so much I forgot. Like, I don't know. And then on Saturday, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe we'll just go to the video later. We saw Rod. I know. When did we see him? That was later. That was later. That was. Uh... I'm out. No, no, you're right. That was. Oh, so the professor run. Oh, gosh. You oh, know what? Right. We'll talk about the rest of it when we play the video okay. afterwards. Let's move the show on. Um, but what a weekend. Everybody in L.A. is Instagram's very quiet. I noticed that yesterday. Did you notice? It yeah. was kind of very. Everyone. Today, today it's ramping back up. People are starting to show what they did. Um, all right. Well, here's what we've got going over here on the late night play set. We've got to check in with East Coast Feed. We've got two of those. Uh, they're related. And uh, it's a new car launch over at BMW. Ooh. You want to see that? Yes, please. All right. Let's go down to the East Coast Feed. Checking in with Steve Kaz, Danbury Chive, and Ridgefield BMW. Roll it out. East Coast Feed from work, BMW Ridgefield. We're doing a reveal of a new 2 Series Grand Coupe Special Edition. Check it out. It's kind of cool. Watch this. Time to oh, there we go. Oh, wait, look at the car. Uh, a new car. <laughs> there you go. We want a new car. There it is. That's our deck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, good job, Cass. Two Series Grand Coupe. Uh, don't get me started. Uh, you know where I'm going with this, right? A few years ago, BMW, they used to, all right, well, many years ago, they used to make a three, a five, and a seven. Then they started making an X. I got no problem with that. I did at the time, but I've gotten over it. Anyway, now they make a car for everything, every shape, every form, every, if you want the two series front, but the six series middle and the four series back, you can get that if you want it. The 246, they don't, that's, I'm getting a little bit overboard, but... The Grand Coupe was supposed to be uh, – anyway, the, the, they changed at some point to even numbers and odd numbers. And the odd numbers had four doors and the even numbers had two doors. Remember we had the four – they changed – remember we mm-hmm. always had an M3 and then we, one day we had an M4 and it was the yeah. same car? <laughs> right. Other uh, than uh, – So it, now we've got a Grand Coupe uh, – now we've got a two series, which is a two-door. And now it's a Grand Coupe, which means it's a four-door. And it's got a slopey roof. I don't know. Does anyone care other than people do? Nerds? People do. It's interesting you should okay. bring that up, though. Here, let's check in with these <laughs> East Coast <laughs> East Coast Feed, Danbury Chive, Ridgefield, BMW. Following up on that product launch at the Grand <laughs> Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, round two of the unveiling of a new car at work. I decided to do part two in the morning because there's no fucking people here, thank God. It was a nightmare. 
millions of people yesterday. Anyway, that's the car. It's a two series grand coupe. What does that mean in English? Contradiction in terms, grand and coupe. And it's not a coupe because it's a four-door. BMW likes to say they have the most amount of buttons and, 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 and toys on the planet, but it's kind of cool. I'll give you guys a quick little look inside. Um, it's got no door frame, because, you know, we like door frames, but not on this car. Um, and here we go on the inside. Ooh, how pretty. Isn't that cute? It's got pretty seats and everything. Way too electronic for my taste. I know you are the same. Um, and that was it. So, random day here at BMW, launch of a new car. As long as they keep breaking, I keep getting paid the mortgage. <laughs> ah, good call. That's a good angle. <laughs> Make whatever you want. As long as they keep breaking, I can pay the mortgage. Great. Good man. Good man. I love it. Thanks for giving us the inside look over there. I love yeah. stuff like that. Love stuff like that over at Bit. And highly recommend. If you're in the tri-state area of the, the New York tri-state area, I should say, uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, uh, please uh, stop into BMW of Ridgefield. Go see that guy, Steve Cassie. He's in service. But uh, even if you're looking to buy a car or something like that, I'm sure he'll set you in the right direction. And he knows as much about BMWs as you guys know about Porsches. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, worked, he's worked for the Mark for like 20 years. We met at Saturn. That's yeah. where we met. That's where I met that guy. He's been in the car business forever, as long as he's been around. He knows everything. He yeah. likes to talk about it. Yeah. I learn something new every time I see him. Love, love. All right, that's out of the way. Cut off bands. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Such a silly goose. That shows how uh, we can't even. That shows how authentic this show really is. Because <laughs> whenever we try to stage something or set it up, <laughs> good every luck. Time. Nope. <laughs> We're just uh, real. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody else does. All right, Mrs. Ryan, it's time to do this. Check in with Dave Watch. Push the button. All right. Let's see. Where do we start with Dave Watch? Uh, I have an update for Dave Watch in oh. that Dave Letterman is in Los Angeles today recording another episode of My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. And uh, that's the good news. The bad news is he will not be with us this trip. <laughs> but um, it's time. It's time to introduce a new something here. Could you hand me a, do you have a pen over there? Otherwise I'm going to use my pencil. Pen's fine. Pencil's fine. I'm good here. You got it. I'm going to introduce this segment here. Does the silence make you nervous? Apparently. <laughs> She's like, let me cover with my do-to-do's. Dear Dave. Starting to think I did something. Dave log. Introducing a Dave log here. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, we've been trying to get Dave on the show for a while here, and it's been 
four or five months already, and you've had uh, progress with the guy. And I'm trying to think, when he was trying to get uh, Oprah on the show, and then later he was trying to get on Oprah and everything, they pulled out all the stops. So I'm doing everything they used to do. So they had an Oprah log. So I've, I've incorporated here a Dave log that we're going to check in, and it's a way for maybe me to check in with what's going on here. And then, you know, Dave will know how Jay feels. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. I kind of love that. <laughs> and with that, you, I'm not going to let you say anything today. Is that okay? Perfect. Okay, and that's my call. Perfect. Okay. And then maybe tomorrow. Sure. Okay, great. I'll let you know. And that's Ben. I'm a, my friend at home knows exactly what's going on, and my friend at home gets it with me. I don't care if you don't. Great. <laughs> laughing at me. Do, do, do. <laughs> I'm figuring out who I am. I'm just going to sit here, and I know you don't really pay attention. So it's... I do. I pay attention so much. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm the most as I said that, I'm like, wow, that's totally the opposite of what you mean. I would love to, uh, I would love to check in with you real quick before the news, though, and see how you're feeling, because your smile's huge, um, but we did a lot, and people are going to see that in a little bit. How the hell are you after all of it? Uh, I'm exhausted. But I feel energized mentally, so I'm taking it. Is that from uh, the work or from uh, – in what way? Why? How's that? Or why do you think? I think it's from being able to talk to people that aren't just talking at me and about car stuff. Like, we've gotten to the point that people really want to talk now. Huge. And it's huge for me because I don't know what people want to know about cars, so I don't really say a lot, but – the context for what you're saying, I think, is when we first started doing this stuff and going to car events and everything else, it was the, oh, what year is this? And when was this done? And and how? what's the horsepower? And is that what you mean? And nowadays, people are kind of incorporating more life stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's which is not it's more your forte. Yeah. Yeah. It's your wheelhouse. You're, yes. you're good. You're good. So other than just being physically tired, which everyone is, because people kept coming up to be like, how are you standing? How are you still standing? I'm tired. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. By the end of the weekend, everybody was saying, I can't believe how much stuff you guys have done this weekend. Yeah, we were everywhere. But you did it. You were the one who did it. Thanks. It's amazing. All right. With that, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? They found protein in the 30-year-old meteorite. Yeah, meteorite protein. (laughs) I think it's super neat that they're finding pieces that, like, RNA and human DNA. Like, they're finding things that can make human DNA in meteorites that they're re-looking at. That's pretty amazing. So I, I think of that Stephen King uh, creep, creep show or whatever. Oh, for sure. Like <laughs> the green meteorite landing. This is like a study. That, it's a study that was published, but it's not been peer reviewed yet. But it, so it's like one person being like, "I found this. I mm. think this is what this is." So it's up for review now. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. But I find all this stuff so interesting. People are looking at different stuff, so it's neat. Yeah, everything is much bigger and smaller than anybody ever thought or realized. Yeah, so I love it. Um, okay, part of right? what I... Oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
our get, everyone will get that when our guest gets in here. That's funny. Okie doke. Well, this too, I think partly what I was saying before, like you don't understand what you think you do. I think I said that. Yeah. Um, you, do, you always say uh, you don't know what you don't know. Is that the same thing? No. Oh, shoot. But um, what a new study has found is that artificial sweeteners, we all know, aren't great. But on their own, they're kind of okay because the body just, like, gets rid of them. But when you mix them with carbs, it screws up your neurological pathways. And they don't know. Scientists didn't do the study long enough to see if it self-corrected. Who would eat an artificial sweetener on its own? I mean, Drinking. I did some gross stuff when I was a kid. Did you, did anybody ever? Sorry, do you mind if I ask the, my friend at home? Did did you ever eat chocolate, uh, like maybe a hot chocolate mix, I out did. of the, dry it with the spoon and the marshmallows and everything? Totally did that. Totally did that. I did that. But I can't see doing it with sweet and low packets or equal or Splenda. I don't think people really do that. The study was more like Diet Coke and fries. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I understand. Like, I was thinking. I was went straight to baked goods. I figured, but um, the study's really about the chemical interaction, and they're finding that chemicals that we thought were okay and that the body can dispose of on their own, like sweeteners, like stevia, whatever, um, when you combine them with other shit, that's when it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. It's just something else to think about. I always heard that, uh, you know, like bread is uh, not good for you and whatever and all that, but um, if you're going to have the bread, you're much better off having some oil on it or some a little bit of oil spread or something like that. Well, you drive it. Yeah, I mean, it's... And because of how it's processed, supposedly. It's similar to, like, lubing up car parts, like, so it doesn't <laughs> Makes smoke. a tremendous amount of sense. It, it's very similar to that. So um, this we're just expanding, like, interactions. We're looking at interactions now versus just stuff, and that's awesome. Because it, it all combines with all the spectrum stuff that we're finding. It's not just one piece. It's lots of pieces. Love it. Uh, really fast. Uh, this is new to me, but Pretty Woman's going to be 30 this month. Oof. Something. Have you seen it yet? I mean, I've seen it in my life. But not recently. There's no reason for me to see that. I didn't like it then. That's a girl's movie. And I don't mean it that. It is a like, girl movie. <laughs> I just mean. It's a smart girl movie. I read this morning Julia Roberts was not originally supposed to be in it. That's because of Gary Marshall, the director. He didn't want her in it? She did. He did. Uh, uh, the studio She's did in not. it because of Gary Marshall. Correct. Uh. If I said that wrong, sorry. No, but, no. I, uh, I just wanted to make sure. He's dead now. He's not can't defend himself when he sees this. <laughs> Loved Gary Marshall. Worst by the update way. I celebrate ever. Apparently, um, it's a super smart movie. I really like it. Thanks, Gary. Upstairs. Uh, and lastly, though, Judge Judy is retiring. Yeah, I saw that. Is that real? Yeah, she she'll she be back the on the streamer, but and she's okay. got one more year probably with Judge Judy. I mean, I've never actually even watched an episode of that show, but I love that she's there. I loved when Wapner was there too. Yeah, in the People's Court. I used to. She's a mainstay on stuff. Like I used to meet her when I would go to shows and stuff. Because she's people just love her. Do you have any idea how wealthy that woman is? Yeah, she is one of the most Million. wealthy women in the world, and people don't even realize it. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, CBS bought some of her. I don't old like talking seasons. about money, but they were talking about it on the news, and it was like way back when she started. She just started pulling in like forty-seven million a year. It's like started pulling. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Christ. she's so 
Good grief. It's pretty cool, but uh, she'll be probably on the Just being stream. herself, by the way. All that just being herself. Totally. Doing what she does. So she's been on the air. She's the top syndicated show after Oprah. She's been on for 25 years. I'm ready for it. Hey, and that's Finn. <laughs> What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? All right, let's take a quick break. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to do a quick break. Uh, 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 oh, so delicious hot sauce is going to say some few few words. <laughs> I can't. And then I'm not. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to watch that little video, and then uh, and then uh, and then our guest Tyler's going to be in here. Great. All right, awesome. Uh, more to come right after this. We're going to do the Lit Show recap video, and then Tyler Clark in here. More to come right after this. Late night play set. Stop talking. Now's the time. <laughs> so delicious it's a hot sauce made by bears garlic and serrano mixed with love and care you can put it on your eggs pour it on your rice it's great on a leg it's better on a slice it's oh so delicious it's a hot sauce made by bears oh so delicious hot sauce great on everything except oatmeal get your bottle today at osodelicious.org one dollar from every bottle sold goes to the national military family association Dear Dave. It's been 25 years. <laughs> Was it something I said? <laughs> All right. You're just, you're just, <laughs> it's, it's the Dave watch log. All right. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the old Late Night Plus hit. It's time to, Mrs. Ryan, we got to watch that lit video. And uh, you have not seen this, correct? Correct. All right. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, it's a little bit longer than usual. I kept cutting things down, and then I even made it, uh, we're only up to the Rod Emery uh, night. So oh. the, the Sunday will be another show we'll do during the week. Okay. All right. God, we did a lot. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. This is uh, the La Lit video. Loli. Roll it out. I've got that already. Hey,
know these people. <laughs> oh, I like to have sushi. There's all sorts of people. Oh, Look at this. Hi, everybody. We were just trying to find your car. Quiz hot shot. Correct.
video. <laughs> How you doing, Mrs. Ryan? I'm teary, but I'm happy, too. Oh, good. Happy tears. I'll take happy tears any day. Yeah, it's all it's all the feels. Yeah, that had a lot of feels. I mean, everybody we met and talked to this weekend had a lot of feels. Yeah. Uh, Gunnar Mensch last week here. Oh, my gosh. It started Love it all. Kicked guy. the week off with Gunnar Mensch here. The good yeah. vibes brought the good vibes all the way from... The Aloha Spirit all the way from uh, from Hawaii. Yeah. He just emailed this morning. He just went back. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, Love that so guy. We get to see him again. We thought we'd see him so much this weekend, and I think we only ran him in, into him there at Sierra Madre. We were at all the same places, but just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a wave, like the oh. ocean. Uh, there are a couple things I wanted to mention. Oh, did I cut you off? Mm-mm. Oh, there are a couple things I wanted to mention from that video. Namely, since we're in the second half, the professor run, um, we didn't end up going on the professor run that day. And there's a reason why. had nothing to do with the professor or the professor run. Um, As you saw in the video there, when Solomon was arriving, everything was fine and everything was just hunky-dory. Everything was as it would be for any other professor run. And as the professor was wrangling everyone for the driver's meeting, um, we were having a conversation with 914 Rubber and uh, some of his friends. God-awful sound right out there. We were at Trancus, by the way, and there was this god-awful sound right out there on PCH. And, you know, car accident type sound. We all looked to see what, you know, what it could be, how bad accidents happen all the time. No big deal. We figured somebody stopped for the light, saw all the cars, you know, taking a picture, all the things. These are things that go through your mind immediately. What had actually happened was uh, a, a car looked like a car uh, jumped the median and um, hit a tree head on and, uh, and, and the woman was injured and the airbags, uh, you know, went off and uh, she had an animal in the car that was you know, it was just not a, a, a great sight. And all of us at the professor run, we were the first responders because this literally happened directly in front of us. Uh, the type of thing where just uh, you hear the noise and you, what the hell? And the tree is moving like like one of the, the smoke monster in Lost. <laughs> That's what it looked yeah. like to me and uh, uh, the whole thing. So um, after being over there on the other side of the street and 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 and, and being over there uh, until the the actual uh, official responders arrived uh it brought back a lot of stuff for me and i was just like hey do you want to go get some coffee and not uh, carve through the mountains right now and maybe just sit tight for a little bit and uh, and that sounded great to mrs ryan so that's what we ended up doing yeah recouped a little bit of the vibes mm-hmm but uh, much love to everybody on the professor yeah. run, and uh, much love to a, a woman named Mary. Uh, we hope that uh, everything worked out there in some way. Uh, and then the other thing I want to mention was completely unrelated on the way home that day, passing the Back to the Future DeLorean time machine. Uh, first time I think I've seen one out on the road, I think, since, you know, being the guy driving it out on the road. Really? <laughs> Probably. Have I? Have we ever seen one together? Yeah, I don't think so. We've seen the real one at the museum, obviously. You're probably right. I don't recall that either. <laughs> that was crazy. How random. Crazy pants. Uh, all right, we drove next all. to it for a while. It used to oh, be well, in my traffic, garage. Yeah. <laughs> traffic. It's so funny. Uh, and then we did it all. Is there anything else? I don't think so. All right. So super long. Let's get us our guest in here. Uh, Tyler Clark's going to be in here. I'm so tongue-tied. I don't know what's going on with me today, except I'm going to have a sip of water. Burn some more time. Our guest, Tyler Clark, will be sitting in that chair when we get back Carl. right after this. Tyler Carl. Tyler Carl. What I keep saying? Clark. Tyler Clark. I wrote Clark here. 
I wrote Clark on everything, I think. Oh, geez, Tyler Carl. I feel like I want to do the whole show over. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Carl is going to be in here in just a few minutes. That sounds right to me. <laughs> Who's Tyler Clark? I don't know. Don't book him. He's on my bad side. Tyler Carl will be in here in just a few minutes. More to come right after this. Did I say it every time? Because I wrote Clark. Oh, so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg. It's better on a slice. It's oh, so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. Great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. All right, with that, I'm just going to do it. Bringing it back. There we go, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> All right, I am back with a... With uh, uh, sitting here with Mrs. Ryan and our guest Tyler Carl, Tyler Carl, which is his actual name, Tyler Carl. Thank I don't you. know why I said Clark before. I wrote. Cl- I guess I know why I said it. I wrote it. I don't know why I wrote it. <laughs> Sorry, brother. How okay. you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, what's new with you? What's new? I just got back from a wedding this last weekend, so I missed that whole weekend. You guys That's why you weren't at the Breakfast Club and everything else. Breakfast Club, everything. I literally missed everything this weekend from my roommates. From college's wedding. But. Oh, well, that's a solid reason, at least. Yeah. You're a good guy. Uh, let's – how should we introduce you to people? Should we – what's your handle? What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Young Turbo with underscores before and after. So everybody, <laughs> as you guys know, everybody ends up calling me Turbo more of the time than Tyler. Mm-hmm. And so maybe just Turbo. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Turbo Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Carl. It's going to be uh, Otto Kramers and, and Paul Kennel. It's yeah. going to turn into a thing. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to make you accidentally, you know, talk show famous, but with the wrong name. Um, <laughs> why, why, why did you come up to Breakfast Club the first time? I remember that's where we met, right? Yeah, we met How at did Breakfast that all Club. So, uh, kind of to track back a little bit, I met Sean Lindauer at a shop that one of my friends owned in like Mid City area, and he just happened to be living across the street at the time, and we just became good friends with similar hobbies. Um, and at that time I had a 2003 mini Cooper, which was fully modified and I used to drive all the time. So at that time, Sean went from getting a Panamera to his 911, mm. which he has now. And we'd start driving little bits. Like I would take him on a drive to Malibu. We did the ACH run. And then he started telling me about this breakfast club thing that he was going <laughs> to on Fridays. I don't know how he figured it out or found out, but Sean and the networking that he does, he was able to find you guys, and he's I was a, he's like... a monster on Instagram, so probably there, right? Yeah, and by that time, I don't think I had my Mini Cooper anymore. Um, it maybe pot- at first? First time, maybe? maybe? Oh, no, you came with him the first time. I was going to say, I think by that time, my Mini Cooper got totaled. Some lady turned left into me, and mm. that car, RIP, is gone. <laughs> but uh, since I've had the beauty of being allowed to drive with Sean up most weekends, and it gets a nice replacement value you know so sure. i can at least enjoy the roads up there and all the people for sure sooner than later i'll have my own car though to go up there what the, what happened in the mini cooper so i was driving by my house to go take some pictures for one of my clients actually and it was just rush hour traffic in la on olympic and 
people are great at turning left through lights that are not yellow even yet. And wow. She hit the front of my car, like nice front of the car, to the point where it, I could have repaired it, but I'd already spent about 30 grand that mm. last year, maybe. Like a lot of money just fixing that car from blowing the engine. Uh, oh, good grief. You really did drive the piss out of this. Oh, thing. yeah. I would like, I, I don't know if my parents would like to hear this, but I, I literally would drive that car at a red line. It, it was such a fun car. It was like my little go kart. So Heck I had yeah. to use it. It was a Gen 1, right? Yeah, it was yeah, first gen with the hatch, the trunk hatch on the right side. So, so it was perfect. And uh, yeah, so that that really like kind of that really was sad when I got out of that car because mm-hmm. I ended up going to little electric cars just to sustain myself around town. But luckily, I had Sean and some other friends that I've met since. So now I can keep the dream alive until maybe I get like a 996 in the next couple months. Nice. I like where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just getting another car. I'm switching marks. Uh, you have well, a plan. I have yeah. like... You, I said before in the beginning uh, that you were interesting for a lot of different reasons. I say that all the time, but <laughs> you really are. Um, what you do for a living, I find interesting. I would love if you would tell us a little bit about it. Uh, medically, you struggle with something that yeah. I think would be really interesting for our, everyone to hear about. And then um, just what you do, like what, what, who you are and what you're about. Aside from profession stuff, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's where I want to go today. I kind of want to just get to know you with that stuff. So professionally, maybe we'll start there. What do you do for a living? So Who pro- are you? <laughs> professionally, I've, I graduated college with a marketing degree. So I came back down to L.A. from Sonoma State up in wine country. And I started working at PR agencies and creative agencies, doing social media, content, all that kinds of fun stuff. But I realized I didn't really like working for physical people in that sense. I'd rather have my own schedule, my own clients, and a more of a team-type environment that I was working with. So I, I switched over to start doing social media and making content for different uh, companies, from, like, food companies to everything, you know. So I start- You mean on your own? Yeah, on my own. Awesome. I just went out, found clients, uh, pitched them what I doing had already been doing and— Wow. Yeah, it also was coming from getting mm-hmm. getting jobs in L.A. that were not paying. So I would be working normal hours for free, and mm. you look back, you're like, okay, after college, I just, my parents just spent all this money. Not I. My parents just spent all this money, <laughs> and how am I going to get this back? Like, I can't get it back with just working for people and trying to show my worth for years on years on years, and I did that for two years Um only to maybe be rewarded. Only to maybe be rewarded. Maybe. In the process, I had I had surgery and stuff too, which took me out, and that helped me realize that I probably shouldn't be doing that. So if it wasn't for my health and other things, I possibly would still be doing it and not being enjoying what I do now. So, so was your health kind of a wake up thing? But you've, your health. All right, my, can we maybe maybe we'll just I'll, make it I'll all. I'll parlay into that. But my health has always been kind of a thing, so it's kind of been like a thing for me to watch out for. Just. In this time, after coming back from college, I think I just opened my eyes. I was, like, back into the real world, non-college times. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so what am I doing? Why is this happening? What do I need to change about my lifestyle so I can keep going and live my life and have a nice longevity? Because you, you never know what's going to happen, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> so, we do. Totally. So yeah. I was doing the whole – whole pictures and everything thing which i still am doing little bits here and there to make money but i 
once I met Sean, I kind of switched over a little bit to the music side now. Sean, in the last year, a little over a year now, has been starting to produce again. He's been producing for 20-plus years. And so we set up a studio in the back of his tattoo shop on Melrose. And he asked me after like a month or so of me hanging there, like, do you want to become our engineer? Like, you're just hanging out. You might as well. Got the skills. So the last... You know the well, gear. Yeah, so the last 10 months, I've just went from having my friends uh, teach me things and have YouTube videos and just different sessions to physically learn on the job. And it's been a fun so process. So wait a second. You didn't have experience before that? Before dicking around? I mean, I played like instruments in middle school. and No, so you didn't. I, I went, <laughs> wow. I used Pro Tools in like high school for like uh, one class to record like this kinds of stuff actually. Well, and but you guys are – you guys are really working oh, over we're doing It's not a hobby stuff. anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you guys are – it's sort of like this. It started as a, oh, let's see what we can do. Exactly. And then it became a real thing. So you're making real stuff. Uh, how it's does, beautiful. It's not like rappy and hard and harsh and mean. It's we're really, doing, we're doing everything actually. How does, how does actually. that work? How does I mean, that work? We just, we just happen to have this spot in the back of Sean's tattoo shop. So there's always different people coming through. And it kind of just started the wave of – people coming to record oh, that's there so interesting because and, it's a revolving door anyway yeah and we just try and keep everything in house you know it's we all keep it part of the fam like all all of our friends and the people that we like to do things with that's the people who we end up doing it with is what it turns out to be we don't necessarily want to make a song with someone or work with someone if they're just like you know anybody we do have people that pay for sessions but we'd rather just have Someone comes in, they vibe with us, we hang out, and then maybe we make some music because we end up finding it makes way better music in the long run. It's creativity, so it's got to be the flow. Yeah. Maybe I need to put out three tracks by Thursday. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? That's, That's marketing. Not what we and do. I recorded Rick Rubin, yeah. like up yes. at the. And I recorded bus. five songs yesterday, so it's like. Right. Maybe. Not that it can't be done. No, it's yeah, just exactly. That you can't... The flow is the flow. <laughs> exactly. Have you always been a creative person? Uh, I mean, you met photography and, yeah. and, and art. did you start drawing when you were a kid? Like Not any of that really. stuff? I mean, okay. I tried. I I grew up uh, in Beverly Hills or going to school in Beverly Hills, being permitted in since my mom worked for the city. Mm. And they had a computer camp that I got to do growing up called Technotainment. So at Technotainment class, we would make video games. We would make movies and like little TV shows, we'd, huh. we'd literally make music. We do everything. It was like one of those type of camps for kids that was way ahead of its time, you know. And I got really into com- all the computer stuff, and I think that's what got me to where I was, doing all the Photoshop and all that kinds of fun stuff. But it kind of, you know, it kind of just At least you already had over. a brain that could go there. Yeah, my mind works like that. I might not be the best at, like, drawing or something, like – I could do the tracing, you know, but the physically drawing is not necessarily in my mind. I'm more of the putting it together type of a person, you know? You see it up here. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a very visual person. Uh, and for this music thing, it's perfect. So I have my mentor, who's Chris Brown's engineer, and I'm able to go over there and sit down and watch him, see how he does things, and absorb everything. And when I go back, I'm able to use those little pieces, you know, that he has and you end up seeing that your mixes and everything starts elevating. So is that, uh, do you find that that's how you learn best immersion? Yes. That's how I learn best too. 100. Yeah. If I'm interested, whatever, I'm just going to go live in it and I'll figure it out and I'll learn everything there is to know. Like in college, I really didn't study, but the way that I literally 
would make my grades. I had a nice three, five in college was from just going to class. That's all that really mattered. Didn't matter if it was faded or whatever. I just needed to be there and just be there to absorb whatever the teacher was saying. Wild. And that's all that really mattered, I think, you know, growing up. So I think having, having the visual visualization of it is like the best part of it. So you're able to take what someone's doing, the idea of it, and then you're able to go on your own and put your own version of what you're thinking they're trying to do. And you get this magical result. So I'm super happy to be doing this now. And I think it's a good career path and a good choice that I've made. And I definitely can see myself doing this for a while with everything involved, you know, doesn't sound great. It's, it's so inspiring. How old are you? Cry, I'm no. going to be 27 next month. Whoa. Got to figure it out at 27. <laughs> That's I'm not saying I mean, you I'm, need an, to, I'm, I'm not saying you need to stay on that path. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the way you it's the way you look at things. It's Definitely. the way you think about things. You know you know what's important. Yeah. Uh, it takes something to get there. Mm-hmm. So, how have you always been that have you always sort of had a, an awareness, a wherewithal, an intellect? So, I'd say that my intellect comes from having Crohn's. I've had Crohn's disease since I was 7 years old. Uh, literally diagnosed when I was in first grade and I kind of went through the gambit uh, having every single kind of medicine that they had available, all different kinds of doctors, second opinions, third opinions, having doctors at Cedars, having doctors at Kaiser. Like we did everything that we could really. And my biggest problem growing up was gaining weight. So one of the biggest things I've realized is I just ate whatever I could growing up, even into college, just to try and gain weight. And you start noticing that these are the things that actually affect you and, like, affect your general well-being. And I think it takes those kinds of things to help you start realizing, like, what's happening around you and being more aware. So that's the start. And then along that way, I've had four or five different surgeries, maybe more, six surgeries, that uh, most people would not be having at the age of 27, maybe by the time they're 60 or 70, but... I think that's definitely helped too. When I first came home, when I first came home from college, uh, the thing that got me to stop really doing the marketing stuff was I went into the hospital to get a resection. One of my parts was just in a bad position. They needed to cut it out and reattach it. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. Two days later, I had to get a second surgery, and then uh, whatever time after that, I ended up in a coma for a couple months. Waking up, couple months. Waking up from dreamland, being like, "Where am I?" What what day is it? How did I in finding out that I missed Thanksgiving and everything? I was like, "What is this?" This is while you were sleeping. And and That's on so top weird. of that, I woke up with my knee to my foot not being able to feel anything or move anything. So, the next year and a half was a nice slow climb back up to physical therapy. Physical therapy, everything, just to try and get back into the world. And what sucks is I had my Mini Cooper at that time. So, it was obvious that my left foot would not work, so I couldn't use the clutch. Hmm, isn't that interesting? But me being ingenious like I am, I had a little thing that kept my foot from going back and forth to help me walk once I started going. So I was able to finesse, being able to use that to drive a stick shift. That's crazy pants. (laughs) Even though I couldn't feel my left foot. That's amazing. Yeah. They call that drop foot. Exactly. It's a a very common thing with MS. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so funny. So that was probably the biggest thing. And then most recently, a couple months ago, I ended up, having another set of problems that's kind of been compounding for the last years. And uh, I had to get another resection, which they weren't sure if it was going to be a full resection, 
they're going to take everything out. What it was going to be was more like a, this is up in the air. We're going to see what happens when we go in. Super exploratory. So I went under. I woke up with an ileostomy, and I was like, okay, well, that was the surgery then. (laughs) Does anybody know what an ileostomy is? No, I was going to ask. (laughs) I I doubt many people know what an ileostomy is just right off the top, but it's a bag that's attached to me that everything goes into basically. Like a colostomy? Yes, it's like a colostomy bag, except I don't have my colon. A colostomy bag goes from the colon. Wow. An ileostomy goes from basically where the ileum is, but I don't have an ileum either. It's like the last part of the small intestine. You're like a kind of like a race car. You're all lightweight. They just take all the parts out you don't need. Do you have Literally. an appendix? Uh, no, I don't have an appendix Yeah, yank either. that fucker. You don't that need was, that. That was the first thing to come out with Me my too. first surgery. I got lucky with that. Good grief. All right, I don't mean to cut you off or make light of it, but that's what I do. <laughs> but, you know, these kinds of things, like, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen to everybody, and it takes, you know, a certain person to be able to – deal with it and be able to overcome those things and I'm happy that I grew up with a lot of support around me whether it's my family or the support groups I went to or the camps I went to for kids with Crohn's uh it definitely helped me become this person that I am today and I'm very thankful to everybody for that because it's helped me cope and just enjoy my life otherwise I probably wouldn't even be happy you know so what shines through, and one of the reasons we did want to have you here, was your attitude rocks. Thanks. Your attitude rocks. Your uh, your sunshine. Your 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 light. Your your good stuff. Um, I guess I still want to know: Were you always, or was it all of the shit your life has put you through in only twenty seven years? I, I don't know. I think it might just be the compounding interest of everything I've yeah, been through. That's totally fair. I, I was the kid that would like get yelled at in class for talking too much and just like a wild child type of kid, you know, so. Were you funny? Were you being, you know, were you like the, the class clown? Like, were you Ish, making? F- I, I, was, I might've been a little bit funny, but I was just wild, you know, I was like almost like that ADD kid that was just, yeah. you know, going and I feel like. Can't keep up with him, right? Yeah, I, I still have little parts of that and I see it in like my dad and certain people in my family, but you, you are able to take all your experiences and almost like have that be a part of you and then have this other thing be a part of you too. So you, you don't necessarily just need to be the funny person, but you also have some sustenance to you also. <laughs> Good note. <laughs> Unlike a lot of people now. <laughs> I think that's also the biggest thing uh, about me being in a recording studio all day, why we have such great interactions is because everyone around us is so real. Sean, myself, and everybody included, we're all just being ourselves. And I think that's something that's so important is just being yourself and being happy with who you are in your circumstances. Because until you can accept that, you you know, it's like, where are you going? <laughs> you, you, it's huge. It's, You're it's so a nice prolific. place to start. You're so prolific with all the things. You, 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 even your phrasing is very good. Do you uh, write music as well? No, do, not do really. You ever, or do you perform? Because I, you could clearly write rhymes <laughs> if you wanted to. I thought about it, but at this point, I'm just kind of behind the computer. I have done, I've done speeches and stuff. I I grew up being like the poster child type kid for Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. Oh, really? You were like the <laughs> yeah. I was Joey's like, got gonorrhea. Syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Like, oh, right. <laughs> I, I was the kid like. Uh, putting a G-tube down my nose at 10 o'clock in videos to show everybody else what kind of stuff was happening. And I'd be the one speaking Mm. at these events and throwing a first pitch at a Dodger game. So there's all these great things I've been able to do. Wow, you got to do all that stuff. 
but it's only because of the stuff that I've been through. So, you know, it's all, it's all good and bad. I feel like that's what, if anything you could take away, life is, you know, it always has its ups and downs. Everybody has their ups and downs. Some people's ups and downs just might be bigger and low or yeah, bigger or smaller than the rest, you know? Bravo. So, uh, you touched very briefly. Do you, were you saying something? No, I oh. just door tile. You uh, same here. You touch very briefly on um, a fella named Sean Lindauer. Sean Lindauer is one of those people who I never knew of. He never existed in my world, and then one day showed up at Breakfast Club and changed it um, <laughs> in a great way. I I can't explain him, but I feel like he's one of the guardian angels in this weirdest way. People don't know what to make him if they don't know him. They don't know what to make of him if they don't know him. Yet he's looking out for everybody at all times. Yeah, I think it's you know he's just a he's a unique person in the fact that he's and he's a lover though man he's, he's a good dude he's he's from like a small town in Northern California and has some perspective on life um, just traveling the world and stuff so I think that just being able to be yourself and not giving a lot of care to the world just doing you I think that's a huge. It leaves a huge mark on whoever and wherever you go. Yeah. And Breakfast Club is a good example of them. While we're now, we're all just out there in the front, you know, and <laughs> it, it's like a normal thing. So. Oh, that didn't even occur. Yeah, I, I wasn't even referencing I wasn't any even, of that stuff. But not even that. But you know, it's just like the whole vibe is just—it's like elevated. It doesn't even matter who's there, what's happening. No, never. Like it literally—it it just matters Sometimes that we're all there. Sometimes there's five cars, and it doesn't matter. We're yeah. just sitting together. Exactly. We're just all there. We came up for breakfast club, and we're enjoying each other's company. Yeah. And it's a, a great thing that we get to do Friday morning. Man, you've got such a perspective mm-hmm. at 27. Yeah. What are you gonna do, like? This what is am I great going right now. Yeah, this is I, this isn't a question on the card or anything. I just I'm I'm looking at you at 27 and I'm thinking, what a bright future. Someone yeah. actually your head and your abilities. Someone told me last week they're like, Tyler, you need to start speaking to people. Like you need to start doing speaking engagements, engagements and stuff. And I was like, I used to do that when I was a kid. So maybe somewhere in the future, I think I definitely could be a good role model for some, not even just kids with Crohn's, but any kind of kids with autoimmune. Uh, diseases or problems because no matter or even just hidden illnesses I think is a good way to to explain it you know because like (laughs) uh people don't realize necessarily what's happening on the inside they just see the outside kind of look normal I might look like a little younger or something but just from looking at me you're not going to be able to see that I have a scar that goes from here to here and like a what looks like a bullet hole wound right here and all this stuff you know or that you're missing parts of you like, yeah literally. there's so much more I, I'm missing a lot of this inside of me so you help me a lot thanks dude and you help me too because you know it's nice to see that other people with other problems are doing good too you know it, it's thanks. just it's just about making sure everyone's happy and enjoying themselves just makes the world that much better yeah again though were you always that way you know what i'm saying because and i guess maybe i'm so hung up on this because i wasn't i think i might have been a little more cynical uh and a little more depressed and stuff in college and that kind of time that's what i want to hear but i like you are you are human yeah (laughs) cool I, i am a human i definitely i mean i've definitely gone through a lot of ups and downs having to take xanax and taking cbd to try and uh take away anxiety and different things but 
it you just start realizing as you get older maybe my my age is only 27 but like my years that i've lived might be like leap years each year is like a couple years worth of time so as i think i've progressed through life you just start realizing things are just unnecessary just worrying and a lot of that kinds of stuff and it just caused more problems for myself. Like I had my last surgeries probably because of the food I was eating and the stress I was putting on myself. So it just takes for me, it took me this last surgery probably did it for me. It took me to own up to my own things to realize Mm. this is the only way I'm going to keep surviving. Like I'm 27. I want to make it to like 80 to a hundred. There's a way to get there. So you taking the responsibility and then having the discipline. 100. And that's something I don't think I did prior to being 26, which I am this year. It's definitely something hard to, you know, for anybody to admit, but it's something I think you have to come to terms with at first before you can keep moving on to become a better person. Zuckerman calls it uh, doing the work. You got to do the work. You got to do the work if you want to yeah. get get anywhere. Exactly. It's so true in, in, in every way, shape, or form. Uh, cars were cars always a thing because a Mini Cooper is a kind of a random <laughs> first fucking you know canyon carving. Yeah. So that was my <laughs> first, random. That was my first like nice nice car. Oh, okay. That wasn't your first car car. So my first okay. car, I sent you a picture of it. Was oh. this Nissan Maxima, a 1995? maroon Nissan Maxima. That was your first car? That was my first car. We, uh, w- uh there's a picture of it. We it's did, coming. there it is. We did some funny things in that car, uh, from having it from sophomore, junior year. There. Oh, sheesh. Look at little Tyler. Huh? Oh my God, with braces. <laughs> so from junior year to sophomore year of college, I had that, or freshman year of college, I had that car. And we did everything in it. We literally drove up to NorCal, we drove to Vegas, went 130 down 405 in that car. We did a lot of stuff, you know. Was it a regular, like, normal oh, car? Yeah, but you end up realizing that a regular car is not regular when you start to use it the way it's supposed to. Like, there's an overdrive button, so you press the overdrive button and things start working a little nicer. I had no idea. I had a Nissan, what, Ultima? <laughs> it's I've only heard about it, but yeah. So that was my first car. And then when I went to that college. Over, should have had an overdrive too on, <laughs> I, the, on the stick. I didn't know how to use any of that it, stuff. It just drops a gear or something. It's yeah. perfect. And then in college, I I don't remember what happened in the car. I think it was just time for me to get a new car. And I got a Subaru, um, like a Bug Eye WRX, Ooh, yeah. which I basically upgraded to have the same type of stuff as an STI. And that was my first manual car or, autom- or standard transmission that I ever was driving like Every day, even the base RX was basically a little mini race car. Oh yeah, you they didn't were even so need fun. The STI, the, the regular WRX oh, was yeah. badass. Oh, it was fun, and I was up in Sonoma County, so. So I would call that your first cool. Like, that, that's that, pretty. That was probably my first like cool, cool car. I consider my first cool car an E30 BMW. Oh, which that's is just, awesome. Now, but it was really just a very regular car. Yeah. So I totally think that WRX is cool. And the WRX was especially stick. Yeah, the WRX was a good choice for me because it was between that and E36, E46, or an E92, and these are just cars that... It's a lot of money for those. Yeah, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of different cars that my friends had had, and I was kind of trying to go with the crowd at the time. You look back and see, and like, okay, what's cool? Okay, this friend has this, this has friend has this. These are cool 
drivers. These are cool drivers. What am I going to do? So I got the Subaru in college, and I started an auto club up at school called Sonoma Auto Club. Uh, or Sonoma, Sonoma State Auto Club? Yeah, Sonoma State Auto Club. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Literally. And from there, uh, I, the the whole driving thing became a like a regular thing. I I would go on drives when I was in high school uh, with my friends up to Las Flores and Payuma, and we'd go up there to do some shenanigans and drive a little bit, you know. But it wasn't until I got into college where I would come back down and actually drive those roads like in like I would now and enjoy them. And I think the main reason is I had a bunch of friends from L.A., and at the same time we started the Sonoma Auto Club, they started Mulholland Auto Club down here called oh. Mac. It's a random thing that we did 10 years ago almost now. Huh. And uh, it was just a bunch of our friends, one of them, this guy, AJ, who I happen to have his hat on today. Uh, oh, I our, see. It's and an our, A and a J, get it? And, and our friend Costia and... This one dude, Daniel Lichtenstein, and we would all go up over to where Snake is and meet up and hang out and drive Snake and do fun runs and everything. And I think that was the start of my driving. Were they all Subies or was it open to everything? It was a good amount of everything. Like I had a friend with an E92, another friend with a newer Subaru, someone else with like a RX-8 maybe. Mm. I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it all kids? Yeah, like it was. Yuri? It was all people in around my age. Some some other people that are a little bit older, but they're all in the same age range. The max was probably a couple years older, like three, four years older max. But it was mainly just a group of us that were in the like Mar Vista, Santa Monica ish area. Hmm. So that's how it started, and from there it kind of just morphed with okay, we're going in Malibu driving. Now we need to go somewhere else. So from there, you end up going to ACH and all these other places that are east. So I I started learning about all of those places, but that was short-lived because by that time, I got my Mini. Uh, I got my Mini because I crashed that Subaru into a mountain. Oh. I didn't send you that picture. That's good. No, I do have some other pictures here, though. Thank goodness. But that (laughs) that Subaru was a great car, and you just learn things as you're doing driving and everything else throughout your life like maybe i shouldn't drive right after it it rained and is this it that was my subaru yeah how cool is that and into a mountain the same into a mountain rip but you do look (laughs) way too young to drive i I mean i got my money over all the time because you're like hey what are you doing with i still have no tickets i'm gonna knock on wood a bunch no tickets still wow wow but i mean you really are benjamin button that's absolutely amazing so when i once i got my mini cooper um I happened to this get one? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I missed that thing. I got this from my dad's one of my dad's clients and friends, uh, Paul Camerata, who happens to own Sunset Sound, the recording studio in Hollywood, and he has a whole bunch of cars in his collection and he happened to have this mini that he was selling. And I'd seen it the whole time that he had owned it and heard about him tracking it and all this stuff. So by the time it came for me to get a new car, I was like Thirteen thousand dollars. Hmm. How do I get this car? So it had to be mine, and I ended up getting it. God, that's funny. And I literally spent so much time in that car, driving everywhere. I drove up to school and back so many times. When I was up in Sonoma, we had so many runs that we would do for everywhere throughout the North Bay area, all the way over to Sacramento, and then even down here with the whole Highway Thirty Three and. 
everything, Ohio literally everything. So I've had a good amount of fun in my cars. So Sean was meant to meet you just like you were meant to meet him. Like this is a weird thing because you guys, the Definitely. crossover is really wild. And I yeah. I kept right? going. It's literally like every Symbiotic piece. crossover. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You, you think about it and the reason I kept going into cars more and more and the car culture is and driving is – it's so freeing just to be able to get out on the road and just not even think about anything that's happening and just go and drive. Mobility. And it's like a mental yoga exercise for me or anyone, even just being on a track, you know. So that was probably what kept me around, like, at first. And then the people helped me, like, sustain in the area, you know, because yeah. if it wasn't for such great people, I wouldn't stay in the culture. I find you to be fascinating. Do you get that a lot when you're talking to people? I guess, yeah. No, really. I, I don't. Or do think... people just like, oh, yeah, you're cool, and move on? I think it's just the, just like, the, the look I get or I have and everything. It doesn't really uh, connect or it doesn't really make sense right away when you're thinking about the things I'm saying versus what it what it looks like on the outside and i think that's, that's what you were saying before though that's I think, the indiana jones i think that might be the like the essence of it maybe but i it it's just you know you can't you can't judge a book by its cover and indiana jones and go yeah. back to that it, it, it what do you, it's uh it's it's not the years it's the mileage exactly and my mileage is i don't even know when when you actually apply that and think about the seasoning that you've taken on over life you know what i mean you to make the like a, a chef than their favorite pan, you know, type yeah. of thing. You have to take all that stuff in, meaning it's an amalgamation of every meal they've ever created. Yes, I Thank agree. You. Now yeah. that uh, I know how to cook better, you, you, <laughs> it seems like you you are. You're just one of those people who the more you wear, the better your soup gets. I'm I'm hoping as things go longer and longer that everything yeah. just gets that much better and we keep building. How are you health wise right now? Is things good? Health wise, I'm pretty good. I've been taking. A bunch of supplements, which I didn't used to do. Um, I'm taking cannabis oil pills, which have been helping me a lot more. Okay. Provided by one of our friends, Chris, actually. Yes. I love that guy. 996, that, that guy? Yes. Schwag. Is this, is this the Rick Simpson oil? Yes, it, it is oh. the Rick Simpson oil. And I've been Good. taking it every day for the last months. And anytime I'm off of it, I notice that I have problems. Really? Similar to him. I also would like to give a shout out to the same Chris and cannabis, K-N-B-I-S, right? Yeah. Or KNBS, uh, uh, and and also his Fountain of Wellbeing store yes. here in North Hollywood. Um, he also helps Mrs. Ryan with some of that same Rick Simpson oil, and, and it's it I believe made last weekend possible. She yeah, doesn't definitely. get high from that stuff, but mm-hmm. somehow it affects her wiring. Yeah, and I like today I had a pill this morning, like I have every morning, and it just allows me to go throughout my morning and day. That's what I was going to ask. What kind of relief does it provide you? What I mean, you don't you're not sitting there getting high from it either, right? It I actually mean, just takes yeah, stuff not, away. Not really at this point. I've been smoking and taking all these cannabinoids for so long that it's kind of just an even thing at this point. It's like I need to get hungry, I need to not be full, I need to not have the morning sickness. Uh, it, it kind of just compounds at this point, you know? Yeah. And it also helps relieve everything that I'm eating too. So at this point, you, I've just realized that like my health is doing way better because I'm focusing on what I'm eating and what I'm putting into my body, you know? And I, I think that's the biggest thing that you could learn because I'm at 105 pounds, which is the most I've ever weighed. I'm feeling good. Congrats. I'm going to blow your mind with something now, man. (laughs) Blow your mind. Everybody, get in real tight. 
you are what you eat. <gasps> I'm telling you. I know. Eye opener. Game changer. So stupid. But like everything else we were told when we were kids, it's so goddamn true. I yeah. know you know that already. I was just making a joke. But it's when I realized it, it made a it, it was a life-changing decision. I mean, you could say it so many times, but until you physically feel it, you won't realize it. And the few times you, oh, yeah, I feel great. And then you go back to the crap <laughs> food. And you're, oh, yeah, this is fun. Oh, I don't feel good again. And then you go, you know what I mean? You yeah. do One that of the ping stories pong a I did times. today about artificial sweeteners was it's, it makes you makes your body feel weird because yeah. your body is, your brain is seeking the calories mm-hmm. that it tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't all make and sense. It, doesn't, it just realigns your neurological. So once you get that worked out and like real sugar and like what it tastes like, because it leads to diabetes. Like people, bodies don't know how to deal with shit. It's so weird. And my body is a great example of not learning how to not deal with shit. So I think that, that's the <laughs> one thing that I tell people is like, like I'm, it's normal. Everything's normal. The only difference is I just have a digestive system is super hyperactive. Like it will tell you what it does not like that much more. So you, you just got to be keen to the sensitivity of yourself. Listen to it. Listen to your – I'm going to tell you. I'm going to blow your mind. Listen to your body. <laughs> your no, body. Uh, all the all stuff. The anything they ever told us. Yeah, it's all pretty much true. Uh, how do you feel about this experience? Was this good? Oh, this is great. I'm is happy there... to have come on this show and come over here and love having you talking with you guys. Definitely be more talks since this, but is there anything that we didn't get to that you want to, or are we good? Um, let's think. Was there an agenda? Are we promoting anything? You're you're constantly busy. You're always I doing mean, stuff. But... Yeah, I'm constantly busy. We're over at High Seas. Freaking tattoo parlor all day on, on Melrose. Melrose Avenue here in Los Angeles. Literally, if you need a tattoo, everyone's there. If you need to record, we're in the back. But uh, <laughs> we literally just there all day, and we're just in the process of hopefully starting this music label and let's go it, and you moving guys are forward. Doing it. Not yeah, hopefully. you're you're already doing it. We're trying to get a house yeah. in the hills by next year. So like, oh wow, we, that would be. Awesome. Got a vision. Pictures. It's incredible. Yeah, we got a it vision. It sounds like a lot of my old it. clients. Like what you guys are doing, like making a, set, a compound center for you guys to create. Yeah, awesome. And it's just like a good environment to create too. We're trying to like just have an environment that cultivates that. Because you're not you're not going to get the good music unless it's all happening, and everyone's enjoying their time and having fun. No, no, I got to get three tracks done by Thursday. <laughs> uh, all right, there's a segment we do now called Final Thoughts. Okay, it's uh it's basically you and anything you want to say to the world or anybody out there. If you can even affect one person, if you mm-hmm. want to change anything, if you want to say uh, hi, mom. Really, it's up to you, but it's your time. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, <laughs> Tyler Carl. Sheesh. Final thoughts. Well, it was great being here and talking with you guys. Uh, I think if I could leave one thing, just know that you're in it together with everybody else and you're not alone. Uh, And even if you have some sort of ailment or something, there's always someone that you can talk to. And don't be afraid just to talk to someone. It, it, It hurts to keep things bottled up sometimes, you know, and... Yeah, I think that's like the main thing. Thank you guys again, Dude, too. Bravo. Thank you. That was awesome. See what I'm saying? You're so inspirational for 27 years old. It's so <laughs> yeah. impressive. You should do talks. <laughs> maybe maybe this is the start. I was going to say, we got to get you set we, up on a tour. We could look back in 10 years and be like, oh, this is where Tyler started. We will. Yeah, you started a long time ago. I'm very curious to see where <laughs> you finish. It's going to be really good. 
that's it. That's been amazing. That's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Ryan, what do we have tomorrow? Ed Krasnick. He's a producer, comedian, writer guy. Awesome. I'm very glad because I thought it was Paul Provenza. And I looked <laughs> and it was like, oh, no. And I saw he was a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. I guess I'm announcing now that Paul Provenza is going to be on the show. That'll be yeah, very exciting. He'll be on in March. By the way, it's amazing to me that we have a show where I'm saying, oh, and Paul Provenza will be here next week. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it. And then Thursday, we've got uh, the artist Gary Schechner. Schechner, right? Yeah. Awesome. Mrs. Ryan, I love you so much. Love you. Much, <laughs> so very much. Tyler, we love you so very much. Love you, dude. All talked out this week. Love uh, we love everybody at home. Please have a uh, great night. That's it. Yeah, great <laughs> Melting night. Melting down. Melting down. <laughs> abort. Abort. See you tomorrow. <laughs>